Hello, this is Clementine from Visions of Atlantis, and you're listening to Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I'm Bruce. My name is Chris. That's it? That's all you get from me today, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Great. And once again, we're missing Rena. Pardon my harsh language. Yes. But today we're going to be speaking with Visions of Atlantis, a really popular, really good symphonic metal band from, where did you say, Austria? I didn't see yeah, that. Austria. I've seen them a few times on, on uh, 70,000 Tons of Metal, and they put on a, a really good show. And as you were saying, some of their videos have a couple million views, so they're pretty popular as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and grab Clementine, and we'll go ahead and see what she's got to say. Hi. I'm Bruce. That's my partner, Chris. How are you doing? Hi, good. I'm, I'm good. How are you guys? Good. good. Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Where are you? Are you over in Austria right now? No, I live in France. Oh, oh. you're in France. Yeah, I'm, I'm French, actually. What's the, uh, what, <laughs> How what's did the we get this wrong? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to blame Chris. He's my researcher. No, I was reading, All right. I was reading about it. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. band, the band is from Austria, though. So, oh, okay, yeah. you know, so he's not so totally wrong. He's not totally wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not the only one who obviously didn't get that part. So, no problem. <laughs> I got to get a better researcher for sure. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. You can blame me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, just before we get to the band, what's life like in France right now? Oh my God, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit chaotic because of. Um, all the measures that are up and running against the spread of, of, of the corona, you know, like um, for one month now, we have to be home at 9 p.m. in the big cities. Like I live in Lyon and uh, nightlife is, uh, yeah, they don't want us to have any nightlife anymore because they consider that this is where people get contaminated the most. So, so yeah, it's like you go to work, you go home. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But, but otherwise... Otherwise, you know, it's uh, it's okay. It's um, we have to deal with it to, to look at the bright side, make the best out of the time we we have, and, yeah. and look and uh, hope for a brighter future. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole world's going through it, so it's uh, yeah. It's been it's been a shock to the system of every single person in the world. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. What's What's it like trying to put out like your new DVD and, and music? What's it like trying to do all that stuff in this current situation? It's completely different than normal, right? It's like upside down. Well, to be very honest, the release of um, a new material always feels kind of abstract because it's not like we go anywhere to release the stuff. It goes suddenly in the shops. Everyone can get it like on the platforms and so on. So, you know, promoting that DVD compared to promoting, promoting a record when it, when it, doesn't come to the touring feels pretty much the same however it's it's a fortunate coincidence i would say that we get to release a live album right in the middle of a period of time where shows are impossible so it feels like we can give our fans something to wait (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah you know in um when they're waiting for shows to be to be possible again, they they can watch our DVD and oh, right. try very hard to that they to believe they're in the venue. <laughs> so we're we feel pretty lucky that we have this release in these days, which was not planned at all. Like we didn't plan the DVD because we knew there was going there was this crisis coming, you know. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it no, it feels it feels it feels nice to have something going on as a band, you know, because all our tours have been postponed. We have no idea if the tours that are scheduled for next year will ever take place. So we have this for now, and it it feels good. Was this a planned thing? Like, had you been reporting to do this, or was this just something you decided to put together after the quarantine? The DVD. Oh, the DVD was, we, we recorded a show back in summer last year. Oh, wow. The, yeah, it's, it's, um, the show was recorded at Bang Your Head. It's a festival in Germany. Yeah. And so it, it was summer 2019. It was even before the release of our, of our latest album, Wanderers. And, you know, it was uh, when we had the possibility to suddenly make a show with an orchestra, we said, hey, we have to record, to record this, at least for us. And if it's good enough, then maybe we can make a DVD out of that. And that's what that's what happened. Like we were very happy with, with the how it was like um, captured video wise, and we decided to 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 make a DVD out of that. But that was planned way before the crisis itself. Gotcha. Nice, Chris. Uh, so I'm I'm somewhat new to the metal world. I wouldn't call myself a newbie anymore since we've been doing the podcast for a year. Um, uh-huh. Uh, nice. But I, I got into metal because of 70,000 tons of metal. I went on that cruise the first time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that laugh. When you, when, when the, you, when, that, yeah, sorry, sorry. That's the first time I saw your band play was on 70,000 right. tons of metal. So you thought that cruise was just a regular cruise and then you realized too late it was a metal thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, different. No, I wish. My friend, my friend, Andy, Andy's a good friend of mine, um, <laughs> started the, started the boat, as you know, and um, in 2011, I wanted to support his new business venture, so I showed up in, right. in golf clothes and went <laughs> went on the cruise, and I've been on almost all of them ever since. I've missed a few, okay. obviously, when the wife says no, but um, <laughs> I usually go, and uh, that was the first time I saw you. I think I saw you in the theater the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. back to 2016 or something like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. What was it like playing mm. playing on a cruise ship like that the first time? <laughs> it's it's a crazy idea for something for to ever believe that you're gonna like have a festival on a boat like that you know it feels kind of unreal and super exciting and it feels like holidays yet festival slash just eating and drinking the whole day and meeting with people you haven't met in years because you know you you go on tour with a band, you get along, and then suddenly life parts you, like you like make you part again, and you, you never know when you see these people. So it feels like a huge family reunion at the same time. And I mean, for me, the the most amazing experience was when I when we played the pool deck uh, oh, two God. years afterwards, because as a band that has so much so many themes that are related to the ocean, playing on a pool deck and actually seeing the ocean, <laughs> being on the ocean, is yeah. kind of it's insane how uh, surreal it feels. But it's it's very nice memories. It's very unique, a very unique experience. I saw that show too. And, and the, the pool deck stage, I mean, let's get serious. The thing's like arena size. <laughs> you know, it's huge. For, for on a boat, I'm like, how is this even, like, my yeah. God, <laughs> this is insane. Yeah, yeah. but it's, it's so much fun for both the, for the bands and the people coming. You can really tell, like, some people, they just save every year to be, to pay, to be able to do that. And yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's well, an amazing <laughs> what was it like being so close with fans all the time like that? Well, at first I had, um, I was kind of, I was, I was waiting to see because I, you know, some fans can be somehow sometimes like they don't know exactly where the border is 
from being nice and being too much or to be all over the place. Yeah. Um, and but the thing is, I have to say that the American fans they are very respectful. They don't cross borders like that too much. They respect privacy. They respect physical distance. You know. Um, and this was this made the whole thing completely smooth. I, I, I don't recall I had any bad uh, situation. Uh, I know there were some others, other stars like that. They stay in their cabin the whole time because they yeah. don't want to. Because it would be too much for them. Like I think, I think it's Alicia from Arch Enemy. I guess she would have a harder time <laughs> than than me to, to to be around too much. Like, but. Uh, no, so far, so far, it's been it's been very, very nice. People, everyone's been very kind and respectful, and also because they know that artists like we don't have an artist area, so we we want to be able to enjoy that place without, without having to 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 hide all the time. Right, and be able to so, eat your dinner and do your kind of stuff like that for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've I've like being on the boat, and I didn't know metal at all when I <laughs> went on the boat. Like I like the two or three days before I went, I was like, Oh, I should look up some bands that are on the boat. And I was like, let's check out this band called Epica. Okay. I'll listen to them. And then, you know, like I saw, I saw death angel play. And <laughs> I didn't even know who they were. And I, was just yeah. like, and I was like, Oh my God, I was so wasted with that guy last night. <laughs> I didn't even know he was in a band. <laughs> yeah. But that's the cool part. It's yeah. like we musician can blend in and, and we can have, we can feel like we're having a normal life, a normal time, and we don't have to just stop and take pictures and sign autograph every every five minutes. I mean, we of course we do, but but uh, yeah, there is a nice friendly atmosphere on the river, on the what on you, the cruise itself. Like, how, yeah. how do you think it compares really to playing like a like a festival? I'm just trying to keep things upbeat here because the world's crazy. So yeah, <laughs> what's it like? Well, Go ahead. It's a, it's way smaller than a regular festival. I mean, at least it feels way smaller because you have some common places like the decks, of course, and and you have the the casino place. You have all the the, the different stages, and you have the pools, um, and you even have some places where you can do some sports and so on. There's not so many people in there in general, <laughs> but um, so it it feels it feels kind of. It feels kind of small because otherwise the rest of the boat is just like corridors with the cabins. So it's, it's right. not like there's nothing so much going on. So it feels smaller. Um, and yet it's, it's, it's a completely different environment because this place is not meant for a metal uh, event. So it looks like a completely fancy cruise, but it plays metal music all over the place. So it's, <laughs> it's kind of, there's some nice contrasts going on. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, and it's actually nice to be on a boat and to arrive in, in, an, in, an, in an island. I don't know, once we went to Jamaica, the other time we went, we went to, uh, it was the, oh, what was the island? St. Martin, was it? No. I can't, I can't remember. Uh, we came in car. I can't to be recall. honest with you, um, on the land days, I was usually so hungover. I'd wake up at like <laughs> three, in, three in the afternoon and I would walk off the boat with no idea where I was. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, That's just me. <laughs> I went. I went kayak. I went kayak with Glory Hammer, and oh, nice. I don't, yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. Um, so tough. yeah, it 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 feels more like a like it's a smaller festival. Like it's like three hundred three thousand people, like compared to Vakin or or any other place where it's just crowded. It's it's way smaller. It feels way more intimate, and you can meet people several times. You know, like other bands, and yeah, it's it's. It's very nice. It feels like a little holiday. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
So with so, the, go ahead, Bruce. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, with the DVD that's coming out now, where was this DVD shot? It was shot at Your Head Festival in Germany. Okay. And, yeah. and like, I, shooting a show like that at a festival has to be somewhat kind of, how do I say this, like a huge job, right? Like you have cameras and you have sound and you have all this stuff to deal with. Yeah. Um, like, you know, live sound and then you, you have to deal with, splitting microphones so you can actually record it properly and there's all kinds of things that come about with that how did you guys kind of look at taking that challenge on well it was only made possible because the festival gave us enough time at soundcheck to to like make sure that we could go through every channel making sure the orchestra was well balanced in the mix making sure the camera guys could set up their gear without having too many people around um so we actually got to sound check on a festival, which generally never happens when you're not a headliner. Right. And <laughs> so, so yeah, I think I think Bang Your Head was really into having this happening. You know, I think they really liked the the project itself. So they they gave us uh, space and time to 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 do that. That was actually the, the main. It was the like without this, it wouldn't have been possible. You know, you know, can't you can't set. A show with with um, with like over thirty people on stage, and with the same time as you would give to a regular band, it's not possible. So absolutely, so now, the, yeah. Did you guys take yeah. care of the logistics? Because obviously, this is like months of planning to put this together. Um, did you take care of the logistics yourself, or did your management company take care of it, or record um, label? Well, our record label and our management company is within the band. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So yeah, we d- we handle that ourselves and with like technical assistance from the festival itself. And then I think everyone was very autonomous, like the the the, the, the camera company, the the orchestra itself. Like everyone was was very much knew exactly what they had to do, and and it was not so much of a huge brainer to put things together. Great. So I know, I know I told Natalie I would keep it to 20 minutes, so we, we're running up on time here. But if fans want to find uh, Visions of Atlantis, you guys are pretty active social media-wise? Oh, yeah. We're all, all over the main social medias. Let's say Instagram, Facebook. Um, that's where we're the most the most active. And if you check Neighbor Market's socials as well, you get, you get other things. Um, you'll get the notification when the DVD is out. I mean, from us as well, as well so... So yeah, we're and we're that's there. out October thirtieth. <laughs> yes, it you're is. about a week and a half away. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Hi, this is Chad Nicefield, and this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. <laughs> 